Welcome everybody to this episode of The Authentic Advisor, which discusses and debates the hot topics impacting business advisors globally through interviews with high-performing advisors, where we'll hear what's working, what's not around the key challenges and opportunities facing advisors globally. Uh, my name's James Mason, and I'm the Managing Director of Mindshop, and I'm joined today with my guest, James Atkins, who's the Director of Vantage Strategy, a boutique consultancy focused on strategy and implementation based in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me, James. Yeah, um, great to have you involved today. I'm really looking forward to your views where we're going to dig into all things uh, marketing for business advisors. Um, so I guess just firstly, by way of background uh, to you, you joined Mindshop in 2000, May 2009, uh, time flies. Um, as you moved, uh, I guess, in, from into being this independent business advisor from after various corporate roles. Uh, so looking back on your history, it was... Uh, a number of years as head of brand and communications at Shell and then as time as, as GM of uh, consumer merchant marketing at Diners. I guess you switched to the uh, the dark side of advisory in 2009 um, into this, uh, I guess, advisor across a range of industries, a uh, chairperson of different organisations, uh, lots of non-exec director roles. So I guess the uh, first uh, question I had off, off the bat was, uh, you know, what's led you into moving into this business advisory consulting space and, and being part of the Mindshop uh, community? Oh, a few, few different things. I was really looking for greater sort of autonomy and control of my life. Um, didn't really want to work for a corporate anymore, mm -hmm. just one organisation. And I thought that the, the breadth of experiences I'd had um, could work well working with, with medium-sized businesses that are looking to grow. Uh, and I, I thought that was a good space to move into and also to match that with some other non-executive director roles, both in the commercial space but also in the not-for-profit space where I can give back to the community. And okay. I, I looked to, to want to work. Uh, I decided to get involved with Mindshop early on because I thought it was important to find uh, a group of people doing similar things as, as, a, as a support. Um, in terms of how they did it and challenging your models and those sorts of things. So Mindshop was sort of luckily for me early on in the, in the journey. Yeah, great. And, and I remember early on in the piece, uh, you were uh, Vantage Marketing for a while and then it's recently changed to Vantage Strategy. Any sort of key triggers for that, that shift in positioning? Well, I think marketing sort of was where I'd done a lot of my career. Um, but over time, as I worked more and more with businesses and with CEOs and boards, I found that, that before marketing was really critical was being clear on the, the strategy, uh, then being able to, to use marketing and sales techniques to grow, but also then to be helping them with their leadership capability to implement. So it really just was natural evolution. Whilst marketing is a passion of mine uh, and I think is critical for, for just about every organisation as it determines how to grow, it's only one piece of the picture. And mm. I see you need to have your strategy really clear if you're going to make that work. Yes, yeah. And I remember some of our earlier discussions that, uh, you know, need to have the clarity on the strategy piece sort of anchored into leveraging into the marketing side of things. So it seemed a natural transition for you. Yes, indeed. That's right. uh, so I guess thinking of the topic for today around marketing for business advisors, uh, you know, what, what are you seeing as the key shifts in recent times for advisors at the moment that's helping them potentially get a bit more cut through in their marketing? Look, it's very crowded uh, and I actually think it'll only get more crowded uh, as, as people sort of due to COVID leave, leave organisations. I think there's going to be more. Mm. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the really good advisors are spending more time on that, that phrase thought leadership, though I find that a funny phrase uh, to use, but it's where they're, 
they're sharing trends, insights, being able to pull together thoughts from what they're doing with their clients to help challenge people's thinking. I think there's a lot more of that. Um, and uh, where it's really focused on helping people as opposed to selling your services, that seems to cut through. And, and people are using a, a, a broader um, slate of ways of getting their message out, either through events, face-to-face um, -face events or online events, webinars, videos, podcasts such as this. I think what that's doing is it's enabling people to connect with, with content and advice and, and information in a way that they want. Um, mm. in formats, in what I call digestible. Uh, and I think being able to, to repurpose and use what's, what's unique about you and your insights and, and, and how you can help people in different formats is probably the other side of that equation. Yeah, and because I, I guess for a lot of people, uh, what I've observed as well is you've got advisors that uh, it was all about just how much stuff can you get out into the marketplace um, for a period of time. And, and I don't think people are believing that the hype as much as they used to now. Um, it's very much about demonstration of capability. So as you said, being able to actually have those deeper, um, I guess, demonstration, of, you know, like a podcast or a video um, certainly seems to be getting more cut, cut through in the market um, from what I'm seeing at the moment as well. That's right. I mean, at the end of the day, in advisory, a client is wanting to, to hire someone or, or work with someone that's going to be able to help them solve their problems um, yes. not, <clears throat> because they like you initially. Um, it's about, and so they need to see what your capability is. They, it's easy to tell you what your services are. That's, that's simple. It's, you know, uh, a menu. But it's around, will this person be able to connect with what, what is unique for me? And I need to know, can they help solve problems? So being able to see people, you know, do a swap or, or to be able to analyse some issues or help mm. them problem solve um, in, a, in what, as I said, a digestible way, either by a video or the way they talk in a podcast or an event they may write, write, uh, run with a webinar. I think that gives you, yeah, okay, I get that person. I can see their style. I can see how I could connect with them. Um, and, and that's really key. Yeah, and I guess that links to this whole notion of authenticity as well, um, the title of uh, these these episodes. But, uh, you know, you hear the word authenticity thrown around a lot at the moment, and I think a lot of people are trying to be authentic, and I see some people, uh, I, I guess, getting a bit caught up in that, um, you know, just trying to be all things to all people. But, um, you know, when it comes to authenticity, what, what do you sort of, I guess, find makes an advisor authentic in the market at the moment uh, from the, those that you've observed? Well, it's got to come from who you are. Um, just trying to be a chameleon and, and mm. match uh, all different types of people doesn't work. So to me, um, being authentic is being clear about what your values are, um, looking to build trust being open I'm um, even you know trust quite often comes from being open and vulnerable at times mm -hmm. and so therefore that to me in this context means focus on what you do best um, where you can help people offer to help people um, don't hide your IP behind a wall um, sh share it as widely and as clearly as you can uh, and if you can't do something um, say you can't but help them find someone that can uh, and I think people, people respect that. We said, you know, that piece of um, area is not something I'm an expert in, but my friend over here knows how to do it, or uh, I think you should talk to these two or three people. So it, it's about not trying to be all things to all people, being clear who you are, and just being true to your own values and, and behaving in a way that is, that, that is aligned to that. Yes, yeah, and I guess having an opinion as, as well. Um, you know, we, we talk about a lot about the, the successful advisors are certainly challenging 
customers at the moment and bringing forward their uh, authentic um, opinions to a certain extent rather than I, I find so, so many are still just following the masses, if you like, uh, rather than, again, just pulling through, um, you know, just some authentic th thoughts on a particular industry, you know, rather than hiding them away. And, and uh, you know, I, I guess you'd see that a lot as well. Yeah, look, that hiding away thing, I think, is really, really strange. Um, mm. as, as if what you've got is, is you know, the, the, the keys to, to the nuclear code. I, mean, mm. I think <laughs> you've really got to think about um, if you've got something that will help people, get that wide as possible. Um, and because you may help some people that, that you'll never be clients, that's fine. But it builds your reputation if, if you're wanting to be really um, uh, return on investment about it. You, you actually does build your reputation uh, and it gives people a flavour. And at the end of the day, if that's all you can do for someone, then you've probably got an issue about the depth of your ability to be an authentic advisor and you really need to think through um, how do you build your capabilities. So there's a bit of, bit of a loop there for you to think through. Um, and, yeah, you need to have – we can talk about the challenge of sale and the challenge of customers and great research and books that have been written over the year. You need to have an opinion and you need to be able to use that in a respectful, um, courteous way to challenge people's thought to make them think differently. Um, Someone that wants to work with you as an advisor isn't asking you to just come and agree with them. Uh, if they are, then they don't need an advisor. They just need, need a yes person. Yeah, yeah. And this whole, you, you see them, I mean, my inbox gets filled up with these seven secrets to whatever the hot topic might be. Um, but, you know, it certainly doesn't, doesn't grab me. I'm looking for that, uh, you know, some of it's that extreme client centricity of understanding at a really deep level because they've worked with lots of customers, they've talked to lots of customers and they're going to that dip, different level of depth. That's, that's what I'm certainly looking for around authenticity rather than, you know, this, these regurgitated secrets all the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, certainly some interesting trends there. But I, I guess that leads me into, you know, there's a lot of people trying lots of things out there. What, what are you seeing as the, I guess, the mistakes a few advisors are making around marketing at the moment? Partly, I think, around trying to show how smart they are. Um, mm. you know, I don't think people buy you or buy your services because you're smart. They buy them because you can help. Um, so trying to, make, trying to make things more complex or the special model you've got or the secret source you've got, I actually think works well, well, uh, very much against you. I think you, so I don't think trying to show you're smart, you're actually making it in a way that's accessible for people. Um, and the other thing is people are taking shortcuts um, and you know, doing things like using bots to connect on LinkedIn or, or to amass a number of followers or to do automated lead generation. Um, all those things are the opposite of building trust and they're the opposite of authenticity. Um, mm. And uh, you know, I've looked into those things and I, I just think we should steer well clear. Uh, we, we don't need to, as advisors, um, connect why, uh, you know, to the universe. We need to, to connect uh, with value to the people that actually are going to value our services. Another thing is, is, is I think what's not working is focusing on selling your products or your services and not on what are the solutions, the problems that clients have. It's not about you, it's about them. And I think yes. that's very yeah, really sort of telling those customer stories. But um, back to your other point, I, I've seen so many that think this is a volume play um, as advisors and, you know, the more contacts and leads and mass marketing, you, you, the better. But I think that works in certain markets and certainly if you're a guru of some sort and looking to really just saturate the marketplace and have high churn. But for most advisors, they're looking for customer lifetime value and looking to create long-term relationships. And I don't think that sort of burn and churn mass market appeal it might work for some but i don't think it really works in marketing for uh people looking to build a long long-term relationship 
Oh, I think I think that that's fine for low, low involvement, low impact, low decision point um, transactions. Um, I don't think it works for ones that are you know highly considered, high trust, with which if goes well, will have a significant impact on an organisation. Okay. So I guess finally around marketing, um, what would be your top three tips, if you like, um, if people are trying to drive that greater cut through uh, with their marketing in, uh, I guess, what just seems a, an ever-increasingly cluttered marketplace at the moment, um, if you need to, I guess, pick top three? Well, I've got a model I've used called the sweet spot of marketing that it sort of does that in this, and it's not complex. There's three things you need to find an intersection for. The first is that it solves the client's problem. So is, is what you're talking about, either in the paper or the podcast or the email or whatever it is you do, is it focused on a, a problem that's relevant um, to, to, to clients? Um, the, the second is, does it relate to your core competence? Is it something you can do that, you, that you've got, you can add very valuable, real value on? And the third is it digestible. And we talked earlier about different channels. You know, sometimes it might be a, a thought leadership paper. Sometimes it might be a three-minute video. Who knows? Or a podcast or a webinar or an event. Um, so think about those intersections around the specific clients that you are going to add the most value to. What are those client personas? And then think about does it relate to your competitive advantage, the things that you can add value on? Um, you know, is it digestible? Um, and, you know, does it solve real client problems? Yeah, no, that's great. And, and I think, again, you know, I guess if you, as you said, you know, if you touch on all of those three things, you're going to be hitting that sweet spot, if you like, and certainly cut through because just by definition, if you are solving a genuine problem and not, not I guess, the surface level problem, but I see the good advice are really going down to those root causes um, rather than just, again, those, you know, 20 insights to success type of thing. It's that the good ones are really digging down that different layer of depth. Um, and I think showing that they understand digestibility for that target customer as well. So, no, very, very good. Um, well, great. Thank you for those insights, James. I, I guess just to round us off, um, what we like to do at the end of this uh, authentic advisor interviews is to ask our four authentic advisor questions, if you like. Um, so we're going to rapid fire go through a few of these just to grab your insights on, on what really makes an authentic advisor at the moment. So the first question I've got for you is what do you feel is like, the most overhyped trend in advisory at, at present that you're seeing? I'm seeing a whole lot of services to, to advisors on marketing where you can get quick, quick response from lead generation. That just doesn't work. This is a long game, build trust. Whatever you do is about building trust over time. It's not a quick win. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so what's the, the hidden trait, uh, question number two, the hidden trait of the successful advisors you observe? So what, what do you see that's not really on show all that much, that hidden trait? Um, it's probably a hidden trait, but it's a confidence, but not, not an arrogance, and a calm and balanced approach to supporting people and actually really caring. So it's that confident, calm, balanced approach. Okay. And what's the one thing a high-performing advisor should do more of in the current market? Uh, connecting with people as much as possible, providing energy um, to your clients and prospects and anyone you come along to because I think energy, um, whilst there's, you know, real change, challenge and challenges with, with the economy, people need that boost of energy. And I think good advisors can do that. Okay. And, and the last question um, of our rapid four is what's the one thing you think uh, high-performing advisors should do less of? Um, I say this without any irony, having spoken for the last 10 or 15 minutes, is talk less. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. listen. And listen more. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, listen, listening 
And just being a sounding board uh, can often be a huge way in terms of helping your clients. Yeah, no, that's a good one. And certainly one for myself I'm always guilty guilty of. So um, I'm always trying to pull myself up at the moment as well. But I, I think you just discover so much through uh, listening to people more so than uh, rabbiting on at the moment. So, uh, yeah, probably on, on that note, we should be looking to wrap things up as, as well. Um, so, again, uh, fantastic insights there, James, and, and really hope there's some great, um, you know, insights that people will take on board into their own advisory businesses. So uh, thanks for sharing your insights today on all things marketing. My pleasure. Thanks.